Okay, so I'm finally sitting down to record my portion of the my story for the podcast. I've been putting this off a lot because I think talking about yourself in a monologue format is one of the hardest things I could come up with to do, so probably means I should be doing it, and it's going to be a good thing in the end. One of the reasons why I really don't feel like I want to do this is because I think talking about your past, who you are, and everything else like that, no matter how hard you try to be honest about things and objective, there's always kind of a little tinge of false to things you say because you, no matter how well you may remember an event, I don't know if you can really trust your memory that well because how you interpret a situation or an event or even an interaction is highly dependent on your view in the moment, your view in hindsight, who you are. And even you can kind of misremember events where you think maybe one thing was worse than it was or better than it was in order to justify who you are in the present moment or even come up with excuses to why you do certain things. And I think that brings me to a a pretty funny thing to say where I don't really think I have a great grasp on reality because of that. You know, I don't necessarily trust my memories, but in the in the objective of talking about who I am and where I'm coming from, I think besides just kind of breaking down each event in my life, I think I can kind of pinpoint some important aspects that definitely make up the foundation of who I am. So I think the first thing is an overwhelming sense of social anxiety from maybe even birth to present. You know, beyond sleeping in my bed, especially in childhood, I remember just having this overwhelming feeling of just paralyzed fear interacting with anybody, whether it was my family, people with like classmates, teachers, coaches, teammates, people in activities, just every day, all the time, just terrified of doing everything because I felt like I had a lot to prove in everything, whether it was proving that I'd be a worthy friend or proving that I'd be a good athlete or proving that I'd be a good student or proving that I'd be able to articulate myself or proving that I'm competent, whatever it was, you know, there was never ever a sense of just calm competency. I always felt like I've been playing catch up basically my whole life. And you know, that, that social anxiety never really went away. It's still there, especially in certain events, but I think I've just gotten better at hiding it. So, you know, you get this weird mix where you have the experience in being good at stuff. So that brings, maybe you could call it a sense of confidence, but at the same time, it's kind of just feeling like all the time somebody's going to catch you and think like, oh, this dude's actually told BS. But I especially remember that in the beginning years where like, I really didn't have any experience in success. You know, I was, I wanted to be an athlete and I was probably just about one of the most unathletic kids on every event I tried it, whether, no matter what team it was or activity, I was just bad. And I think I can be pretty objective about that because I know there are times that I've been really good at sports or different activities, but that didn't come for a while. You know, I was just like 
sport after sport, activity after tifty, year after year, I was just so laughably unathletic. And I was in this hyper-athletic environment where, like, that was your path to acceptance, success, accreditation, everything. So that definitely had a big factor on me. You know, I can say today I still live and die through my body, whether it's taking care of myself nutritionally and physically or using my body and all the activities that I think make life worth living for me, whether it's rock climbing, skiing, surfing, all the anything. I'll try anything and I can definitely say coming from an environment where middle school through college, it was athletics were a path to not only social camaraderie, but also acceptance and accreditation. That surely has a massive impact on who I am today. I I think another thing that kind of just really solidified at a younger age was I was a really terrible student. I never did good in school at the beginning, like in middle school or even in through the beginning of high school. But I felt like I just had to do better all the time. So the same thing I did with athletics, where it's like starting from just this laughably incompetent model, I just became obsessed with not the individual things, but the idea and concepts of how to improve you know, like whether it was getting better at athletics or getting better at school or getting better at articulating yourself, that has been a baseline function in my personality as long as I can remember. Like, because again, I started from just seemingly a worthless framework. And I don't say that like to beat myself up. I think if you went back in time and just simply observed me in comparison to the success of people around me, there was there was basically no hope. You know, you're a kid and you you don't know what green, bring, growing up is going to bring to you. But again, I can be honest and say I was just laughably behind everybody in everything, either whether it was social camaraderie, academics, athletics, everything. It was confidence. You know, like there was I had no advantages, nothing. <laughs> And then kind of as I grew up with this underlying sense of I need to improve at everything all the time. Otherwise, I'm just going to stay as far below the social hierarchy as possible. And I don't, and I, it wasn't conceptualized that way when I was younger, but the sense that I needed to do better was there for sure. And it definitely is still there. So then as I kind of grew up, with this slow accumulation of every interaction was reviewed, every activity was reviewed, every single thing about my life, I would do the thing. And then afterwards I would think about, was that good? Was that bad? How do I do better? Why is that going so weird? Why does it make me feel this way? How do I make that sure that I'm more, in line with my views, you know, that this just hyper focus on who I was or well, not even who I was, but more, how was I doing in comparison to everybody else? It definitely warped my development a little bit. And it's not, it's, I can't even really say if that was for good or for bad because 
I think, again, from an objective point of view, I've accomplished a lot, whether it was deciding to play Division One athletics at just a laughable state of ability, like nobody believed that I could have gone Division One, and even like remembering being so reinforced by my environment that I wasn't going to be able to do it. Like, for example, I'll never forget before I made the varsity team at my high school, an older player told me that if I ever made the team, he would quit because they must have just been so desperate for new people. And it was just like (laughs) that kind of mentality was getting reinforced all the time. And I don't know where that came from. I think I'm definitely a bit of a, an awkward dude trying to make friends. So maybe it was just an outlet for a lot of people to kind of hone in on their status in the group, especially in like a competitive aspect. You know, it's easy to kind of at a young age, isolate individuals in the name of your acceptance into a group. And I definitely got a lot of that. So being a bit of an outsider was always kind of like, I didn't have the distractions. A lot of people did in my mind to, coast you know there was no I didn't have a lot of social acceptance I didn't have a lot of confidence I didn't have any really success to turn back on and say like oh I'm I'm doing pretty well like every single thing in every aspect of my life was basically telling me like you need to do so much better just to kind of be at a average pace with everybody else you know like whether it was making friends interacting with people, athletics, academics, everything. You know, I was just so far behind from what I can remember in everything I did all the time. And then as I continued that slow buildup of just reviewing everything, getting, trying to get better, figuring out who, how to do better and all this kind of stuff, I did start to accomplish more and more things. You know, I, I got pretty good at school, at schoolwork and getting good grades and I became more articulate and I got so much better athletics and I got acceptance in that matter. And I, I pursued that athletic career in the college across for a while and I did really good my freshman year of college. But at the same time where I was accomplishing all the things that I thought were going to bring the self acceptance my perception of myself only got worse. So then after taking finally a step back from all the things I thought were going to bring the self-love or acceptance or whatever you want to call it, meaning whatever, everybody kind of knows what that idea I'm talking about is. I took a, I finally took a step back because, you know, accomplishment after accomplishment, it seemed like I was only feeling worse about what I was doing or who I was or everything like that. And it wasn't only until maybe midway through college that I realized that I had dedicated so much of my development to simply being better at things that I had no perception of who I was as a person. And, you know, when you, when you have a friend that you're working on a podcast with and he asks you to do a, my story And the underlying thing that you can really be truthful about is that you have no idea who you are, how you even kind of came about to this point. It's a, it's a little bit of a frightening thing to kind of sit down and talk about that. But I think it's important to articulate that for my own personal reasons. You know, me and Zach talked about if 
nobody ever listened to this podcast once, we'd still do it because it's going to be a bit of a checks and balance to make sure that we're holding each other accountable to articulating our thoughts and trying to keep working on the things we both voice that we want to get better at or do. And then also being able to look back and think about this kind of stuff. Like if I could look back and think about that middle school age kid and his thoughts and his interpretation of how things were going and his interactions on a day-to-day basis and kind of fill him in on all the things that I've done and accomplished and stuff like that, you know, it, it just wouldn't even seem possible. And in the present moment, you're still, you still feel like you're way behind, you know, I'm single, homeless, and poor. <laughs> so I'm about as, I'm about as low as you can get, <laughs> but I can still look back on a lot of the memories I created and think, pretty crazy you know and once I once I stopped doing everything to get better at stuff and really did take the time to start to figure things out the the memories I created just became even more amazing once I essentially decided that college across wasn't ever going to work for me again and I took a full step away from that I by just complete whim when COVID put the University of Delaware online I was actually in a bar and a girl that went to University of Delaware told me that they just announced we were going online because of COVID. I scheduled an appointment with my advisor the next day and asked her if there was any possible chance I would have to come back to campus to graduate. She said no. So right after that meeting, I drove to my friend's house who they're a couple. They were moving to Colorado. And I told him, I'm like, hey, I'm coming with you guys. Save a seat in your car. Just winged it. Moved out to Colorado, Summit County with them. No car no job, no place, and just figured it out. It was the first real step in my entire life, I think, towards trying to figure out who I am, not just what I should be doing. And it was the best decision I ever made. You know, I don't really think I had any concept of self or who I was as opposed to what I was just doing until I moved out here and started kind of from a blank slate, making new friends, exploring new things, figuring out what really mattered to me, and then from that winter, I started, once my lease was up in May, I started road tripping around the country with just me and my dog. And that was, again, just a massively important moment in my life where the the fear to doing that was outrageous. You know, I was afraid of moving to Colorado, but I had my friends with me, you know, worst case scenario, I didn't have a lot of stuff. I could always just fly back to Delaware with my tail between my legs and so yeah, that was a that was a good try, but that was dumb. But when I started thinking, like saying and telling people that I wanted to do the road trip, you know, I told everybody that I was I was like, yeah, and when my lease is up in May, I'm going to road trip around the country. And I told everybody it all the time. That way, if I didn't do it, I would have gotten some major backlash. You know, I was basically ensuring that I would have to do it. Otherwise, I wouldn't want to deal with the the recoil and the ridicule of talking about it for so long. But the fear to start that was intense. I remember for probably the two or three weeks leading up to it, I was just having nightmares. I was not sleeping. I was so stressed out. I'm like, how the hell am I going to do this? But, you know, when you push past all that with something you know you think you should do 
and you do it, it was just massive for figuring out who I am, what I want to be doing, how I interact with the world. And, you know, it's, I even thought like, oh, after that, I was like, oh man, I've got a really good idea who I am. I can kind of settle down my responsibilities. And again, I was a little bit naive in that and thinking that in less than a year, I had already done all the self-exploration I needed to hunker down and get some priorities straight and try to build a life. But, you know, those concepts I think are more important than the actual events of my life where starting from that just entire developing age, trying just to be better at stuff, not because I necessarily wanted to be good at those things, but because I wanted to prove to solely other people, whether it was parents, relatives, peers, coaches, anything. It was just simply to prove to those other external factors that I was actually worth something. And in that pursuit, you know, I had no idea of who I was or what I wanted to do. So then taking a step back from that at an older age, I think that's most mostly where I am now is still just figuring out my core values and belief and who I am. And again, kind of talking about that weak perception of reality. I focus on trying to be honest with myself all the time and you still just catch yourself saying things or explaining stuff or talking about this or that. And you're just like, is that really true? Do I really mean that? And do I really want to do that? Or is that just kind of what I still think I should be doing? You know, what am I confusing the values I see and regard highly in other people with what I want to be doing with my own life? Or am I am get, do I have a little bit of a better grasp of where I should be going? Is this, a responsibility I know I should take on because that's going to build a foundation for a good life? Or do I simply think I should be doing that because maybe that's going to get me the most social acceptance or accreditation or better my chances at whatever, you know? And it's hard to try and isolate the truths and with who you are and what you want to be doing to the thoughts of this is going to be produce the best outcome for me. And, you know, you can't, you can't just live in the moment all the time. I definitely tried that for a while, just true hedonistic, you know, future doesn't matter, live in the moment, live and die by your hobbies. But say the same thing as when I was following that full hedonistic pursuit of life to when I was following that full task of completion and pursuit of life, trying to complete the goals of college athletics. In the stillness of a day, you're just in hell. Like there's no, there's no easy way to say it. You know, when it was trying to be, accomplish the goal of playing Division One, no matter how much you got done in that day to put you towards that goal, you know, it was still just like, could I be doing more? Does this really matter to me? Am I even going to get it? And then when you're going fully hedonistic and simply just enjoying the the fun aspects of life like filling up every single day with activities that you love and find fun and trying to make sure you're having as much fun as possible again when there's when there's no fun to be had and you got to take a moment to just kind of hang out it there's there's just this crazy internal turmoil that goes on where you have no idea why you're doing anything or if it's all worth it. So, you know, trying to solve those two underlying issues of 
finding this mix of do you think you're doing things because you want to do them and because they're going to produce a good outcome because that's maybe what you want or do you even know what you want? Those ideas and like, yeah, I guess I, you could say ideologies throughout my life have been consistent where everything about me has been inconsistent. So kind of just those thought processes, I think, are more tangible to understanding who I am than actually talking about whatever I did. Because, you know, like I said, I could I could talk about the way I remember this event or that event or whatever. And, you know, I might be totally wrong. I might be totally right. I might be exaggerating. I might be underplaying it. But the things I can definitely say were there were that social anxiety, that need to do better, that need to improve, that want to figure out who I am, that un- that uncertainty of who I am or why I do anything. Those have always been there. I think those are more core to understanding me as an individual as any event or accomplishment I ever had. And now I'm kind of in this place where I'm no longer in school. I'm an adult. I'm kind of out in the world. I'm, like I said, I'm homeless and poor and single in Colorado. Probably wouldn't trade those three things for anything because I think I can still say that I'm doing exactly what I should be doing at this moment, trying to figure out the nuances of what career to pursue or what hobbies to do. That I got no grasp on yet. I'm kind of going with my gut instinct and just said that I told a lot of people a lot of times that I'm trying to find a more career-oriented job out here to use my degree, and if they have any links, definitely let me know. And opportunity after opportunity came up, and I didn't pursue any of them because I felt like I was saying these things that I wanted to do, and there was just no wind behind it, as if, like, there was no tangible emotion to actually wanting to do that. It simply felt like I was kind of falling back into those patterns of I was saying things to sound like I have it more figured out or to to pretend that I'm this person that should be accredited more than I think or valued more than I think or you should want to be friends with me or you should want to date me or maybe that's just a better perception of who I should be. But there was just no motivation to like pursue any of those opportunities that came up. So I kind of took a step back and said, there's got to be something I can get passionate about because a fundamental belief in my life is wealth, accreditation, whatever, doesn't really matter as much as having a life full of passion. You know, if you can become beyond fulfilled by doing thing A, as long as you can put food on your table somehow, pay your bills and have some aspect of financial security, passion overrules anything. So to try and figure out where that passion has come from, I kind of looked back on what I was able to get really behind in the past. And one of those things was just, has always been improving myself in physical capacities with like the hobbies I do and getting better at certain activities. And then another thing was kind of task assignment and completion in a competitive setting. You know, I definitely did a really, really good job at improving myself to be better and accomplish the goal of playing college sports. It didn't end up working out because of brain injuries and mental health, honestly. But, you know, the ability to get better and become this athlete was there. So now I think the 
path for a little while is going to be to try and become a professional free ride skier. It's something that is definitely a little crazy. And, you know, when, but I, when I say it, there is this motivation, like, yeah, I, I can watch 45 hours of videos to improve technique and get a better understanding of how to be successful in a competitive setting for skiing a week and feel and still be starving to go ski and work on those techniques and improve and get better. And it's still a lot of fun too. Like, it's not just like it's draining me. I can put hour after hour into doing that and still get better. But you know, it's, it's a bit of a crazy goal to pursue, even though I would kind of fall back on this idea where when I decided to play division one lacrosse, that was a way bigger gap to close. And I was way younger and dumber and more naive. So I think I'm a little bit more well-equipped to accomplish that goal this time, even though, it's definitely a, a reach, but, you know, living with dreams and dying with memories is something that I can hold on to and say that I really do think that makes sense in the pursuit of my ideal life.